Croesoi, just a talking. Welcome to Just a Ticket, a bi-weekly podcast by Transport for Wales. Today's topic of discussion is the South Wales Metro. We'll be discussing how we're transforming the way people move around South Wales, how we're looking to improve connectivity, introducing brand new tram trains, electrifying the line, creating more frequent services, and how we're going to build it all over the next few years. I'm delighted to be joined by... Lois Park and James Bennett. Welcome both to the show. Before we start and discuss the South Wales Metro, please can you give a quick introduction to yourselves? Of course. Um, so yes, I'm Lois um, and I'm the Head of Community and Stakeholder Engagement at Transport for Wales. I'm really pleased to be joining you today. Um, a little bit about the work um, of myself and the team. Um, so I work with a team of regional stakeholder managers and community engagement officers from across the piece, right across the Wales and Borders patch. And we are responsible for holding that community conversation with, with stakeholders and communities right up and down the network to really find out what it is they need from public transport in their areas. Thanks Lois and yourself James? So I'm a communications officer, I work within the media team here at Transport for Wales, Uh, that means I get involved a lot in managing our relationships with journalists and the press Uh, and also I manage our social media channels so I'm pushing out proactive content saying about all the amazing things we're doing and uh, liaising with uh, customers and stakeholders and other people who get in touch with us to find out more about what we're doing with projects like the Metro. Yeah, so Lois, in your job tightly ahead of community and stakeholder engagement, can you just explain and clarify what stake what a stakeholder is? Of course. So a stakeholder is anyone really who has any interest or involvement at all in public transport in Wales. Um, we do a lot of work with our partners, our industry partners like Network Rail and our local authorities, the British Transport Police um, and other transport providers. But there's also kind of, you know, the community um, and grassroots level of stakeholder as well, like our community councils, our local councillors, our community groups um, and people who live and work beside the railway too. Lois. Just to start, what you know, what is the South Wales Metro? We've we've talked a lot about it in the press. We've talked a lot about it um, in in media interviews. But to define it for for people in a simple way, you know, what is the Metro? Well, you know, one of the the strap lines, if you like, um, and what we use commonly is that Metro will be the biggest uh, upgrade to public transport in South East Wales for generations. And it really is, you know, it's a three quarters of a billion pounds project. And that's just the very start of it, really, to, to kind of to kind of upgrade the the old ageing Victorian railway that we've got here in South Wales. Um, but ultimately, when that's done, that first phase, it'll be, you know, faster, more frequent trains, tram trains rather. Um, and of course, you know, much more capacity and that true kind of turn up and go experience that um, that the people of South Wales can really learn to enjoy. So it'll, it'll be a transport network that'll include trains but also buses and active travel routes? Absolutely yeah so we're looking at how we can make um, you know long term an integrated transport system of trains tr- and tram trains um, but also bus connections and walking and cycling routes as well um, to help you know really create that modern seamless service for Wales. And James, you've you've spent quite a lot of your career working in the railway. You know, what are you excited about about the metro? I think from being a local resident, it's the ability to just turn up at the station and know there's going to be a rail service there um, pretty much instantly. It's something that we see when we go to uh, other cities, both in the UK and abroad. Um, and I think it's something that's going to really change the way that I use the transport network and also I think for other people it's it's going to be a complete change of mindset compared to where people are now whereby you have to kind of plan out your journey you've got to get to the station for a certain time and and a, and a completely different type of 
rolling stock that's cleaner and greener and um, much faster. And is that going to be a challenge for us at TFW to, to change the, the culture and the mindset of people for this turn up and go service? Well, I think when it's you know when it's online, people people will see it and they'll and they'll believe in it. You know, it's been a long time coming, and we've still got a couple of years left to uh, to to undertake the work to to get the whole thing up and running. But when it's here, you know, when people see those fantastic brand brand new trains, because I think you know that's something that um, we need to be clear on. This isn't kind of re- re- refurbished stock, even though refurbished stock you know does serve the network very well at the moment. We're very very fortunate that we've got brand spanking new trains to serve the valleys um, and into Cardiff and they're going to be fantastic and I think you know I'd like to see lots of people enjoying them you know as, as we've always wanted really um, I I think you know if you look at other European cities and the way they run their metros like James said people just turn up and expect for the service to be there and if not you know immediately then very soon after um, and with frequencies from the heads of the valleys of you know a train every 15 minutes that's really what we're going to be able to deliver here with the South Wales Metro. And that turn up and go service James is that going to be similar to, to what you've experienced in somewhere like London on the tube? Yeah exactly it's a very different type of uh, rolling stock compared to the tubes by comparison you know the tram trains um, they are they, they kind of look like a tram uh, and they're designed that they could be used as a tram to run through the city streets you know with potential future expansions of the metro in years to come but also they perform like a train uh, and they have the equivalent capacity of the sort of train that we use now with the possibility of, you know, we've got enough of these coming that uh, we're going to be able to run extra carriages and also that more frequent service because there's going to be twice as many services running um, on this section of the metro from Pontypris where we are today. So, yeah, it's going to be a very different type of, um, a very different feel to the um, current service where it is more of a traditional heavy rail service as we as we describe it so we can have this modern turn up and go service um it's going to be frequent for people to get on and off new tram trains any other benefits lois for the people of wales Definitely, yeah. We've um, obviously, like we've mentioned, they'll have additional capacity, so a lot more space and it'll be a lot more comfortable to travel on. And they'll have additional features um, such as level boarding. So those with prams or pushchairs or with luggage or in wheelchairs, whatever um, um, kind of accessibility requirements they have, they'll be able to just you know, get straight onto the train because the uh, the train and the platform will be at a level. Um, there's also increased bicycle storage as well um, and aircon. And yeah, talk, just talking about the, the extra bicycles, that fits into our active travel agenda, James. Yeah, exactly. Having that extra capacity on on our trains and what we call the multi-use areas and this is also going to be the case for the um the flirt trains that are going to be used on the Rumney line and Corriton down through to the Vale of Glamorgan Barry and uh, Bridgend it it's um you know a fantastic idea to have more of those bicycle spaces so that people can just bring their bike and not have to worry oh is the bicycle space going to be taken and also from an accessibility perspective as well where we kind of have these dedicated spaces the multi-use areas on trains that are separate from the wheelchair spaces so it creates that space for wheelchair users but also for people with push chairs and prams or people just need a bit more um, space so all of that kind of factors in it just makes that service so much more accessible in so many different ways compared to the trains we got now which were built very much with the mindset of where you get on to have a seat and um back then when the, when the trains were built in the 1980s the, the railways weren't expected to have as big a demand as we see now this service is being built with 
all of these things in mind. That's it. I think that, you know, one of the most exciting changes that Metro will bring to this region is easing that congestion on our roads. I think we've all noticed it that these last few years, our roads are getting busier and busier. Um, and, you know, when you ask someone who typically drives day to day, um, why they choose that method is because you know that usually the answer is oh well public transport isn't reliable or there's issues or it's inaccessible or whatever and I think that metro is probably the biggest step change to getting people out of cars and onto onto the network roads are getting busier um, and we'd really like to see more and more people out of the cars and on and on our tram trains um, and, and obviously to do that it needs to work for them and, you know, a, a service every 15 minutes or more, I'd like to think, can certainly work for the majority. And you, you touched upon it there, Lois. Obviously, there's the environmental benefits. It's, you know, we are f- facing a, a climate crisis uh, across the world and and this change of mode of transport will bring many environmental benefits as well. Long term, the uh, new electric tram trains producing kind of less CO2 um, will be greener for the environment and, and, and provide better air quality, but also be much quieter and provide a much quieter environment for those both travelling on the train, but also living beside the railway as well. You know, once the railway is electrified and we've got our new tram trains coming through, I'm not going to hear them from my house because they are just so quiet. And from a pollution perspective as well, it's going to be so much nicer in the local area. So it's something I'm looking forward to as a as a lineside resident as well. I think we've decided that the, the metro when it is delivered is going to transform people's lives and for the better and improve the environment but obviously before we can deliver it there's a big job on tfw's hands and that is the building of the metro so to start lois obviously you've done a lot of engagement with with stakeholders and communities of the work that's going on you know it's a huge job in our hands Absolutely. I mean, we've got an enormous package of work to do now on this current phase, which will take us to around about kind of 2023 or so. Um, And ultimately, it will see us install overhead line equipment because obviously we've got to get the power to the new trains um, and it'll be via those overhead lines. So we'll be putting up those overhead line equipment um, uh, posts right up and down the network um, across around about 170 kilometres of track. Um, We'll also be putting in... uh, in, um, new uh, state-of-the-art signalling because obviously we need to run more frequent trains so the whole signalling system needs to be renewed. Um, We'll also be building new stations um, in and around the Cardiff area. We'll be looking at uh, which bridges we need to modify and level crossings we need to modify Um, and to do all that as well we need to um, do quite a bit of uh, a significant cutting back of overgrown vegetation on the railway. Um, It has been left to grow um, over the last uh, few decades um, and we've got to do a quite a significant um, package of work to to cut that back um, predominantly so that we can get those overhead line equipment posts in um, and ensure then that we can run a safe and reliable railway. So the o- overhead line equipment James, um, what, what's the work involved in, in putting that in? So the main work that people will notice uh, overnight in particular is piling. So basically it's like doing a massive drill into the ground. So um, overhead lines, you know, they've got to be strong enough to um, kind of stay upright with extreme weather conditions. So the foundations for each of them have to be drilled really quite far into the ground. This has to then be kind of done all across the uh, network before we put the actual overhead line equipment in. Um, And this is going to happen um, across all of the major valley lines over the next um, two years or so as um, as we work to kind of 
put all this infrastructure in place. It's infrastructure that's not really been in place in, in South Wales before, apart from the section between Cardiff and uh, the Seven Tunnel. So it's um, a new experience for a lot of people because, uh, you know, the railways around here haven't really been upgraded for many, many years. That's something we've we've started, Lois, uh, and, and we're going to be doing for the next, uh, the period of the next 18 months. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we're doing it in pockets right up and down the Eco Valley Lines Railway. We've got about two and a half thousand to install all in all. So, you know, not a small feat by any means. Um, they um, ultimately each uh, foundation or each pile foundation will then hold metal post um, and phase two then once we've done all of those um, all of those piles will be to come back and put up the post and then at a later date then we'll literally come along with a, a wiring train and string all of the wires before we switch it on. The other thing we've, we've progressed on is vegetation management and that involves just going in cutting back all the current vegetation uh, so there's space for the piling to piling to occur. What's really important is when we're doing the vegetation management we've obviously got environmental teams along working alongside us uh, to ensure that you know biodiversity and sustainability is at the sort of at the top of a priority. Yeah, of course. We've got um our teams out there looking for nested birds, um, nesting birds and other protected species as well. And obviously if any are identified, then we come back at a later date to do that um that cutting back. Um, and our neighbours are probably seeing us do a lot more um, clearance than perhaps they used to but like I said that's because the railway has been allowed to become overgrown over the last few years because we haven't really needed for it to be cut back like we do at the moment um, the scheme that we're undertaking at the moment will see us cut back up to around about nine metres either side of the track or to our boundary fence which, which whichever is closest um, and that's so we can have plenty of room to get those overhead wires up you know trees and overhead wires don't mix if a tree comes down and takes that overhead wire out that's the network you know shut down essentially for for quite some time and, and there's also the risk of you know of, of potentially of fires as well so we really do need to keep that line site clear um, and it's important to note that once those trees are removed we'll need to continually go back and maintain to that level as well we won't be able to let the trees grow back by any means it is very much once cleared that's what the new line site environment needs to remain like and, and is, it, is it really important as well I know that we've you know a lot of the work we do is in the evenings and in the night but we're doing that to, to sort of keep safety a priority and and allow our workforce to work when when the railway is actually shut yes exactly i mean there are a number of different kind of risks as lois was saying to kind of leaving that vegetation there i mean you know 60 years ago all the valley lines were operated really by steam trains and that would have kind of naturally kind of left the or cut back the vegetation with a lot of the uh, stuff that would come out of the steam engines and the reason it's kind of overgrown is because we don't use steam engines anymore and it just kind of grows back of its own accord. And, you know, th- that also has an impact in like the autumn season where you can get a lot of um, vegetation kind of drops onto the onto the rails and, and creates the um, slippery conditions that cause trains to be delayed. So actually th- there's a number of different benefits. There's a possibility of trains being struck as well by bushes which can cause damage and that can cause disruption. So all of this kind of is a benefit the fact that we are taking all this back and yes at night it has to be done so that it's less disruptive to the railway while we're undertaking all of this work 
Yeah, like you say, James, you know, trains, trains run all day, every day. It's, you know, we, we do from time to time need to stop trains running for a day or so or a few days here and there when we do need to do some kind of, you know, significantly um, large pieces of work and get lots of team members and lots of equipment on on the track. Um, we do need to shut the railway down to do that. But by and large, this is very much a nighttime delivered scheme. And that's because we want to do as much as we can without disrupting our passenger services. But also, and, and I suppose even more crucially we need to keep our people safe they can they can get out there um you know and, and i'm talking potentially you know every night of the of, of of the year in all weathers in all seasons you know potentially hundreds of team members out on the track each and every night working hard to deliver this for us we need to put them in a position where they're safe and the only way to do that is when there aren't any trains running um and it allows them to do that to do the work that they need to deliver and feel safe and confident in doing that just to move it on now, we've talked a little bit about the different things neighbours can expect, but one sort of development we haven't yet touched upon is obviously the Taftswell Depot. For for anyone who's been travelling down the A470 in the last six six to 12 months, they've seen there's, you know, there's a huge infrastructure project going on, on the side of the road and it's us building the Taftswell Depot. Do you want to say a few words on that lowest start? Yes, um, the, the heart of the Metro, um, Taftswell Depot, um, it's around about £100 million pounds worth of, um, of of a depot um, and it'll be a control centre as well. So when all the trains, all the new tram trains are running up and down the network, they will um, literally be controlled from, from, from that very, very centre. But um, it's also the home to our new tram trains and where they'll go to sleep at night um, or be stabled um, to be maintained each and every night, cleaned and checked before then they go back out in the morning and every morning for for that daily service um it'll be a real hub of activity um, we're looking at you know 400 drivers and conductors being based there you know 35 maintenance staff um and then you know over 50 control center staff as well so a real real active hub for the uh, for the run the valleys and I think one thing that people might be interested in, actually, is that this used to be a railway site. A uh, hundred years ago, it was a, a, a yard used by the Rumney Railway because they used to run what is now the Taft Trail, used to be a, a railway line between Taftswell and Caffilly. And that used to be a busy yard before it was redeveloped into the um, Forge Masters site. Now it's being returned back to railway use. And I think that's just a really interesting way that you know we're actually um, developing the metro making use of sites and bringing them back into railway use. One thing we haven't talked much about yet is the actual new trains. We've touched upon it. There are two types of brand new train that are going to be running on the Metro. James, it's the tram train and the flirt. Do you want to give us a little introduction about them? So, yeah, the tram trains will be running between uh, Cardiff City Centre and the heads of the three Western Valleys that make up the Core Valley Line. So that's to Treherbert, Aberdeer and Merthyr Tidville. Uh, they'll also be running via the city line, which kind of branches off a radar, goes through um, Fairwater, Danescourt, etc., um, into Cardiff that way. They'll also be running down to Cardiff Bay. Um, and then they will be kind of imagine that significant increase in service frequency. They'll be very fast uh, in terms of their acceleration, uh, which then allows us to reduce the journey times from just over an hour down to around 50 minutes. It's about a 20% journey reduction. Um, and... As I said, they're going to be a very different uh, experience for, for customers in terms of what they might expect. But uh, in terms of performance and capacity, it, it's actually just an improvement on what we have now. And then due to the way they're being built with the capability of acting as a tram or as a, a heavy rail train on the network, 
Uh, it does allow us for the potential for expansion of the network in the future to new destinations. The uh, tram trains themselves are being built out in Spain. The flirts are being built in Switzerland at the moment. So they are the trains there and there are, there are more traditional heavy rail trains to be running from Rumney down to the Vale of Morgan and on the Carton line as well. We're also going to be using those on the Maesteg and Ebu Vale lines and services between Cardiff and Cheltenham. These are all being built by our partners in, in Stadler. Um, who are world leaders in building trains, real experts in building urban trains um, for urban railway networks like the South Wales Metro uh, with level boarding to the very, very accessible trains. We'll start to see them pop up in testing in various different locations. I think that the tram trains are going to be tested here in the UK. And then you'll start to see them on the Welsh network then um, as driver training starts next year. James touched a little bit upon it there about the tram trains being built in a way that they can be used in the future for the expansion of the metro project. Obviously, we're delivering a certain phase of the metro project now, the South Wales metro project. When we talk about the future, there's a lot of work being done between TFW and local authorities uh, about proposals of what it could look like in the future. Yeah, I suppose you could say the opportunities opportunities are endless, really. You know, if the if the um if the project makes sense and the, and the money's there, then absolutely we can look at how we expand that in the future. And we're doing a lot of work with um, the Cardiff Capital Region um, and its local authorities to look at how we might want to or need to expand Metro in the future. You know, maybe looking at um, reopening of disused lines um, and uh, reopening of closed stations, all very much kind of early days. But ultimately, when we've done that core kind of that bulk of the transformation of the core valleys lines and those trains are running um, successfully up and down those tracks every day, we can certainly look at then, you know, what other emerging priority projects we could be taking forward to expand Metro. And that's just rail, you know, we've got to remember that this is very much around how we then look and work with bus partners to tie up timetables and make sure that connections are seamless and fast um, and work with local authorities on better active travel links as well so that people can kind of, you know, do that first and last mile as it's known on their bike or on foot. So there's lots of opportunities that uh, that Metro will bring. And that's the sort of key objective with TFW to create that integrated model where one ticket gives you access to the different modes of transport and it's all linked and you get sort of the best value for money out of that one ticket, which is, which is what the Metro will, will deliver in time. The Guide to Communities, there's been a broad produced by TFW, 55,000 copies have gone out to neighbours and businesses within the South Wales region. One of the key things within there is you talk about engaging with our communities and also about being a good neighbour. What, 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 what do you mean by being a good neighbour and why is that important? So obviously, you know, like I said, and like we touched upon earlier, we're doing a lot of this at night, which um, crucially keeps our people safe. But you know, we completely understand that nighttime work for those who live beside the railway isn't ideal by any means. And we're trying to look at ways to minimise noise and, and, re- and reduce that wherever we can. Now, a lot of our equipment is noisy by its nature. We need to do things efficiently and swiftly and safely. Um, but there are ways in which we can look to and we're continuing to look to reduce reduce uh, noise impact on our line side neighbours. And some of the things that we're doing um, and, and are working really well, actually, are um seem quite simple but definitely make a difference um so with our piling work that's underway at the moment we've been wrapping a very large curtain around the piling machine to kind of muffle some of the noise and that's taken it down by quite a significant amount and that's been very well received um i think it's called acoustic baffling um that's the proper term it's for posh it word. that's the posh word for it yeah um and we're also using kind of silence generators wherever possible as well those that kind of run on solar in the day and then obviously then 
um, uh, harness that energy to be used overnight and, and run a lot more quietly. We're making sure that things like tower lighting and generators that are a little bit more noisy are placed away from homes wherever possible. Um, and it's not, you know, I'm not not by any means saying that neighbours won't hear noise. Um, they, they will at some point. I'm pretty sure most of our neighbours will. But there's a- areas of our noise that we can reduce, like I've mentioned, but also we can brief our teams and we're continuing to brief our teams to remind them to be good neighbours and reduce things like verbal noise and shouting and, um, and you know, just remind them that it is a night time. Um, it is at night time or daytime um, and that they do they are in you know people's communities and if they could be and should be considerate then we really encourage them to do that and James obviously on social media you have to deal with sort of the front end of people uh, if, if they want to get in touch with TFW about the work that's going on you know how important it is for you to sort of push these messages that some of the things Lois just discussed that TFW is doing all it can really to to be a good neighbour you know I think we want to make sure that communities are involved in this and can feel some sense of ownership. The thing with the South Wales Metro is it's a project that has been talked about for quite a long time um, in the media uh, as it's been developed uh, over several years in terms of what it's actually going to look like. And so I think there are a few, you know, there have been a few misconceptions in terms of what it actually is. And um, but now we're actually getting to that point where where things are happening. It's really important to kind of you know, let people know they can play their own part in the transformation of, of the rail network and improvement services. And I think what's really important that we, we get across to any customers or stakeholders listening, if they do want further information on the South Wales Metro, uh, then to visit our website, that's www.tfw.wales, where there's there's a wealth of information about the work that's going on and what to expect expect from it. Indeed, there's a really good page that we're keeping up to date. Um, if you just search for building our metro, you should find it there. Um, there's plenty of information on there about the various different stages of of work that we need to do um, and also um, what we're doing to keep people up to date. But I'm really keen that we are, you know, honest with our neighbours, particularly this will be noisy um, and it will be disruptive. And with our passengers, you know, there will be times where we will ask people to journey with us but via replacement bus because we've needed to close a section of railway to do this to do this work but you know long term this will be so much better for both passengers and neighbours like we said you know we've gone through the passenger benefits but also with with neighbours as well you know living in communities with less traffic less congestion quieter environment to live beside is going to make a real big difference whether you use or live by the South Wales Metro. And I think that there's that the the golden message really that it is going to be disruptive. There's a lot of work that's going on, but the end goal is to improve people's lives in Wales. We're really keen to hear from people on ways in which they think we can be better neighbours. You know, if 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 we're causing particular disruption that you know lineside neighbours think we can look to reduce, uh, or they want to kind of make us aware of an issue that they're facing with you know a particular uh, site or or you know or some of our construction partners, and we can you know we can be better at briefing them at being better neighbours or if there's ways in which we can work together to be better neighbours you know and give back to communities we're really keen to hear from people and be responsive so the more we get really from our line said neighbours the better yes definitely and i'd add to that as well if you want more information about um some of the different other projects that we're looking at because we talked about you know potential future projects you can find that in the how we're developing metro guide which was published back in march that's on the um the metro page of the website tfw.wales uh, forward slash uh, metro begins again kind of 
building on what Lois has said, you know, we're keen to hear uh, ideas from people. Uh, you know, I've had some great discussions on social media with people who've suggested their ideas of what Metro could like in, look like in the future. You know, we're looking at so many different projects. So any kind of feedback on that is always really useful. Um, and, you know, we're happy to hear from that. And, and you know, whilst we're working in local areas, we do have a small um, team of community engagement officers that we'd really like to make sure get out there in communities and talk about the work of Metro, but also find those ways to give back. So we're really keen to work with as many community groups as possible and with local schools um, and, 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 and other groups to look at ways in which, you know, we can work with um, work with them to kind of enthuse things like STEM um, STEM discussions, you know, can we come along to schools and talk to talk to children and young people about um, careers in science, technology, engineering and maths? Um, we're really keen to, you know, look at how we could potentially work with um, local authorities and other careers partners in increasing kind of awareness of employment into the transport industry. Um, we're keen to work with communities on identifying biodiversity projects as well that will benefit communities. You know, are there any areas that we could work with the community on to do some planning? or you know create kind of you know biodiversity opportunities anything really that increases biodiversity bug hotels bee houses that type of thing um and we're really keen to um to also you know work with um local stakeholders on active travel schemes as well and really look at what we can do to get more and more people um on foot and um on cycles you know using the, the public transport network so yeah really keen to have that conversation to see what else we can do so there's a lot going on to to engage with people who are going to be be part of the metro then so we've talked we've talked a lot about the different aspects of metro you know last year but how we are engaging our communities and, and and local local people really i suppose before we finish off it's been you know it's been really good to talk to you both what's your favorite thing about metro that you think's going to have a, a real good impact on the people of wales i think just the the completely different nature of what this service is going to be like. I said earlier, it's like a change of mindset because, you know, we're so used to having uh, the service being in a certain way. You know, from from my perspective in Pontypridd, it's, um, you know, pre-COVID, six trains an hour. That's going to be going up to 12. Uh, and obviously for each of the Vi lines, it's going up from two services an hour to four. And I think... You know, having that complete step change in terms of the number of services available, the capacity, the fact that they're all going to be uh, in really innovative electric trains and tram trains. You know, I think it's going to make people think about public transport in South Wales in a very different way. And that's very exciting for me as someone who kind of really advocates for public transport. I use public transport myself. I don't drive. Um, you know, I, and, and I think... You know, as we look to tackle the climate emergency, this is the sort of thing that we need to um, to really kind of push on with. And I'm really proud to be part of spreading the good word about uh, all the amazing work that's been done to deliver this project and, and in the future then to help promote it and get more people using it. I think for me, it's the, the change in the infrastructure, you know, from us essentially running a Victorian railway at the moment which you know has served us very well for a number of years a number of decades I should say and of course you know um, the South Wales Valleys is steeped in railway history and heritage you know with Richard Trevethick um, and the first locomotive in Merthyr um, there's you know there's a lot to be proud of but ultimately we're going to bring this aged 
Victorian Railway, which we're running, or which we've been running, you know, since we started work on it in in 2020, into a modern day metro in just three years. Um, and to do that, we've got literally thousands of people working day and night to deliver it. So many people that can say, I worked on that. I'm so proud to have taken that, like I said, that old Victorian Railway into a modern a modern metro which is you know on par with some of the great systems we see right across Europe. Thank you both that was a great discussion on the South Wales metro today perhaps in the future in the next 6-12 months we'll have you back in and you can give us an updated version of, of where we are with the metro then. Thank you both. Thanks. Thank you. And now for an update on the news we'll go over to Tim. Thanks, James. It's been a really exciting few days for Transport for Wales following the arrival of the first of our brand new trains for the South Wales Metro, which have been built by train manufacturer Stadler. These trains will be a great improvement on our current fleet. They'll be longer with more seats. They'll have level boarding, which is much better for accessibility. They'll be far quieter than our current trains and they'll have space for up to six bikes on each train. They now go into a period of testing and commissioning with crew training taking place in the new year before the trains are introduced into passenger service in autumn 2022. On Thursday, the Minister for North Wales, Leslie Griffiths, opened a new community hub at Llandidno Station, following £100,000 worth of funding from the Welsh Government through Transport for Wales. It'll be run by social enterprise Creating Enterprise, offering job advice, digital skills and other courses to help local people into employment. As part of our wider station improvement programme, we've also announced a series of upgrades to Abergavenny Station, and these will include brand new customer information screens and CCTV throughout the station. Last Saturday's Wales vs Australia game at the Principality Stadium brought to an end a busy month of rugby and football matches in Cardiff and while it's been a big challenge to get tens of thousands of people to and from the matches, we'd like to thank all of our customers for their patience and understanding. That's it for this week's news, back to you James. Thanks Tim for an update on the news, really excited to hear about the new flirts, uh, especially relevant to today's discussion. Uh, We'll have more news in them in the next few weeks. Thanks to everyone who's taken part. Any comments or questions, please contact us on social media using the hashtag TFWPod.